It's the Opix Podcast, baby. Glad you tuned in. Got your host, thank me later, and you're stupid to win. Might become an obsession as soon as you begin. Start out king of the street, then lock it iconic in. Welcome to Offland. Grab your Opix, man. On your way in the door, hit you with four grand. Get to buy What is going on, fellow Uplanders? Welcome to another exciting episode of the Upland Property Experts. I am your host, Too Stupid to Win. Tonight, I'm joined by Thank Me Later and T. Davis. What's going on, Thank Me Later? What's up? Not much. New York, New York, New York. That was the uh, that was what this week was about. Oh, yeah. A lot of exciting stuff in New York. And uh, so exciting, we didn't even wait for the New York Minute. We'll still get T. Davis's theme song. But uh, how you doing tonight, T.? Oh, man, great, man. Got a lot of good great. content for us tonight. Yeah, lots of stuff to talk about for sure. Yeah, before we jump right into it, uh, if you are a new listener, welcome. You know, we're getting new listeners each week. Make sure you're checking out our old episodes. And if you found us on your favorite podcast platform and you're wondering what is Upland and what we'll be talking about uh, during this show, we have one of the immortal founders, Edon, to tell us what Upland is. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold on. Actually... I'll let you finish, but we got feedback that they don't want to hear him on loop for all of our regular listeners. They go, that's boring. We want to hear it from the players. So I won't put anybody on the spot unless somebody wants to volunteer. I will do it. But we actually got feedback. They don't want to hear him anymore. Okay. I, I was waiting for that feedback. Um, you know, I am the... The, the guy that puts the lineup together, you can talk to me about about the shows. You don't always have to go to thank me later. I know Mars Utah. I would prefer you didn't come to me because I'm just going to tell you to go to him anyway. <laughs> I, I know Mars Utah says you got your host, thank me later, and too stupid to win, but that's just because the way it works out in the rap. Uh, I do coordinate the show, and we do a rundown of what's going on for the night. So if you do have suggestions, as thank me later said, he'll just say, talk to me. So yeah, anything related to UpX podcast, just contact too stupid. It's, it's literally his show. We're just here as backup singers. You guys are very excellent backup singers. Yeah. So, so T Davis, you want to tackle yeah. what is Upland? Oh, yeah. T Davis. What's that? Why don't you cut your teeth on that? Tell us what Upland is. Uh, Upland is a, Digital metaverse. I think that's the first three words I didn't, isn't it? That's a mistake. So. You're crushing it. You're crushing it. <laughs> <laughs> you just killed all the new listeners. They're dead. Yeah, yeah I did. So uh, Upland to me is a real uh, a virtual real estate game where you buy, trade, and sell virtual real estate, and the Future plans for it are so much more. In fact, the possibilities and the potential is nearly endless. I've seen people make comparisons to the movie Ready to Ready Player One in regards to what this could become, and I feel like that that is not impossible. In fact, I would love to see that in maybe a decade because that's how much potential that this game has in regards to just building a second world for us to live in 
Not bad uh, for your first time. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm starting to remember why we used the pre recorded uh <laughs> <laughs> So uh, and what what if the people haven't seen Ready Player One? Right? Way to use a pop reference that only five nerds have watched. Oh stop it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, nice job there. And for the disclaimer, Upland is not responsible for any content expressed on this show. All the opinions and thoughts are of myself. Thank me later. And T. Davis, and if any of our opinions are offensive in any way, manner, shape, or form, that is not the intent of this podcast, uh, and we are not here to hurt feelings. So, got the disclaimer out of the way. Moving right along. <laughs> Absolutely. So, what else can we put T. Davis on the spot about? I like this. Change this episode is T. Davis let's, on the spot. Yeah. T. Let's T. talk Davis about New York numbers. That would be kind of on the spot, right? Nah. Well, you, you mean on the spot that you've prepped for? Sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's not on the spot. Hey. I mean, that's that's prepping, but we, we can get into the numbers. That, that's always exciting. It's... And this week, man, we got a lot going on with our numbers. Just crazy stuff, and it's all because of New York City. And why are we surprised by the player that did that? But we'll get to that right now. Um, So first off, we'll hit up our net worth. No real changes in the top five. Uh, Only exception is Dizzy added about... $9,000 $9,000 worth uh, or 9 million uh, UPEX to his account. That's crazy. Why would he do such a thing? I mean, is that rhetorical? <laughs> wow. You're, you're good. Like, <laughs> because he can. Now, why he's decided to spend it all in New York. Now that's. A different question. I think he, well, anyway, we'll get to that. It was entertaining for sure. Recurrier says it was entertaining. Yes, it was definitely entertaining to watch. Yeah. So uh, NJC continues to move up the move up the leaderboard, cracking the top 10 at 18.9. What was he at? So what was, so 13, he was number 23. So how much did he add? About. Yeah, I mean. That's not shabby. That's over yeah, six, wow. six that's million. That's over six million. Yeah, it's impressive. Wonder what he was spending on. Um, park facing properties. Oh yeah, that's the answer to that. Yeah, good to know. Uh, park facing e- properties are valuable. E H jumped up seventeen. So what was he at? Uh, 56. So how much did he add? He went from 6 to 9 or 10. 6 to 9, 5. Yes. Yeah. BlackRock had to have at least 6 because he he's new to the list. Like, oh. Yeah, it's 4. Had to have at least 4, I think, to crack the list. 4, 7. No, it's three. It was three million, right? We're not at four. Uh, no, you're right. Three seven. Yeah. So, well, no, last week it was three four. So That's anyway. right. So I mean, yeah, I mean, five six million minimum. I don't know what he was actually at because we only have the top hundred. 
So like that's huge. Kepler added. I mean, we're talking a lot of big jumps. Jigo, Jigo player over there, over there making moves. It jumped twenty eight spots to seven point nine million upex. Kepler up thirty four to six point seven. Loki up eleven six point two. Stars. Somehow, I love that Gobby just stayed neutral. Every single one has had like massive. Gobby's like, nope, I'm holding this 76 spot. Everyone else is moving around me. Nope. He just That's keeps impressive. it nice and even. Yeah. Like, add a couple hundred thousand. I'm going to stick right here. Congratulations to Zender breaking the top 100, coming in at number 94. And Ooster. Unster? Unster. Unster. I assume that. It's like the rave, right? Like, unsta, unsta, unsta. That, no? That's horrible. No. <laughs> he's, he's our newest UCN member. He's going to, I think he's doing Upland Asia, and he's doing a lot of Mandarin content. Oh. That's correct. Getting that. I'm not even going to. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> Next. 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 All right, now, why did Dizzy dump nine nine million upbacks? It's not necessarily why. It's it is not it's the why. It's extra nine million. We know why because he's a baller, and that's what ballers do. They're just like, here's another nine grand. I don't care that you wanted a new Prius. I'm going to buy properties in this digital game. Yeah. So, and buying properties, he did like a fiend. He, uh, like, I, oh. last week he was sitting at number 20 or 20. Yeah. He was sitting at number 20 at 473 properties. A respectable number. Yeah. And then New York city opened T Davis. Did you watch this craziness happen? Uh, I actually spoke to Dizzy and DM and discord, um, when he had, I think, 1,700 New York properties. And um, I asked him to leave some for the rest of us, and uh, he thought there was a really good value in the Harlem and East Harlem properties that were going for, you know, 2 and 3K opics and, you know, 3 and 4K opics. So that was his... I got his, his philosophy on, on his buying. I thought that there was a really great value in there. And then he pinged me when he hit his, well, I don't know necessarily say it was a goal because he went way over it. But uh, when he hit 2020, he sent me a message saying that uh, he hit his personal goal of 2020 properties in NYC for 2020, which is pretty awesome. And he went, Above that, not significantly, uh, 63 more properties above that. So we finished at 2083 in New York. And the next closest is Jigo Player, a.k.a. Content Consti in Discord. Um, um, and like you mentioned, he's our newest yeah. uh, um, UCN member. Has uh, He's got uh, 223 properties. So <laughs> Dizzy has an 1,860 property lead on first which that's ridiculous 
And overall, just overall properties, <laughs> Dizzy has 2,496 properties in Upland. So Fine. last week, team... Massive applaud. Last week, TM kicked uh, Thank Me Later down the mountain a little and said, I'm number one. And uh, this week, Dizzy said, eh, both of you guys are child's play. I'm just, I'm just going to roll through. Yeah. 500 over the next closest there that's that's wild and t and tm did add uh add almost 200 properties this week and thank me later added about 30 properties not bad and eric p martin he added about 200 properties there but here's the crazy stat top 10 now for properties owned a thousand just to get in the top 10 1062 by ben 68 yeah, but come on, like last it was nine twenty five was top ten last week, so yeah, it's not like it's crazy, um, but yeah, I mean it is interesting, like top ten uh, being a thousand minimum. Yeah. Wait, who was the runner we were talking about in the pre-show? Oh yeah, hold on, let's let's get down there. Jackie Gleason. Oh, oh, that oh, guy. Yeah. 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 Once, once again, we're we're back to uh, we're back to the Roger Bannister conversation. Roger Bannister. Yeah. So I would like to call out that I was over a thousand properties for months before any of these people started getting these ideas. So I equate that I am the Roger Roger Bannister of property buying. So you're welcome. I shattered that glass ceiling so the rest of you could follow. Well, wouldn't you that's, say? That's, yeah. Wouldn't you what? say Dizzy is the Roger Bannister? Because, yeah, you were there for months. And, you know, you were there for months over a 1,000 properties, but Dizzy was the first one to crack 2,000 properties. That, that's, oh more, that, that's more Come Roger Bannister some than... Slum, some new shiny properties in a vanilla city that isn't even going to be developed for years. Like, talk to me when you have, like... TM and I, we put in our time in San Francisco. When he has over 2,000 in San Francisco, then he can take the Rochester Bannister title. Man, I smell, then, I smell a little haterade going on. <laughs> Until then, oh, look at you. You bought a bunch of cheap new properties. Good for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh. But awesome job there. Uh, yeah, no, we'll, we'll leave that up insane. to the it was super, super fun to watch. It was, it was really, it was really cool. We'll, we'll leave that up to debate who the real Roger Bannister is, and uh, I'll let you guys do your homework out there to if you don't know who Roger Bannister is. So I'll let you guys figure that one out. Star Labs 3D hitting uh hitting new to the list with 356 properties. Jigo Player. Up 52 positions, 343 properties, number 30 on the list. Zender moving on up. Cheesy Poof. I love Cheesy Poof. Right. I got to get that sound clip. Steve G. Coming in 250 properties, number 61. Ooh, Sturz Marlin, look at that. Cracking the top 100, number 74 at 193. The Silver Surfer. Yes, sir. Ooh, Los Montana moved up 11. Chopped. Where is he? He's usually in here. Yeah, I, like I don't him. I don't know where he's at tonight. Got some slackers. And Ryan, well, I don't, Ryan's not in any of the tops anymore. But 
No, Ryan couldn't make it tonight either. He's and then ninety-seven no. <laughs> <laughs> to one hundred are all new to the list. Uh, Hilton, Stuzel, Luke one, EH zero four oh five. Congratulations, cracking cracking the top hundred. If you want to crack the top hundred, you need to have a hundred and forty-seven properties or more. Yeah. Moving on to the up square category. Nothing. I figured you'd be yeah. all over this one. Oh, well, I mean, not, not a huge, I mean, Goosemar. So I think we have better numbers now. Uh, so I'd be curious. I don't know what Goosemar was actually at last week. Cause we, we there was only uh, limited calculations cause that had to be done manually. Uh, but the team has since automated that. And so we, I think we get a much better picture. So it'll be interesting to see how this plays out. But Goosemar at 177,000 uh, up squared. I mean, the fact is now with all the data, I mean, we can see our top 10 is all over 100,000 um, up squared, which is pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, like last week... Tenth place. I don't was, know that we can. We can. I don't know that we can account it to last week though, because it doesn't sound like we had all the data last week. So that's like my <laughs> only hesitation, because like I don't know that the Lou Daddy bought that much more. No, like we don't have his numbers. Might just so be. like. Yeah, it's interesting though. Like Dizzy only <clears throat> moved up a little bit. Well, that again, that because that's the false data. But like again, Dizzy is buying these tiny slum properties. I mean, he's got two thousand, but he's only got a hundred thousand up square. A property is a property; doesn't matter its size, mm, shape. That's not true. Color. What are you going to build on a one? Uh, now, granted, the one up two square uh, properties are pretty cool. Um, there's only a handful in the game, but now nah, you're not building much on that. So, have you ever looked at Harlem? You can build a lot. Mm, yes, yeah. If you're going to build a bunch of little. I'm not gonna like it's a smart play like it's it's a genius play because if you look at the bare minimum price in San Fran now I mean secondary markets 4,000 I mean it's good it's it's a good bank of just saying hey you know as soon as the bare minimum sales go to four to five thousand he can easily flip those for double the money oh yeah or he can build a bunch of uh, nice little houses and rent those out so everybody can hang out in New York City. A lot of potential. A lot of flipping. Yes, and, and also, no, I am a huge fan of Dizzy. I know he's not actually a slumlord. Two to 4,000 property cost properties are not the cheapest in the game by any means. In Fresno, we were buying them for like five, six hundred a pop. San Fran had ones back in the day for a thousand or less. So they are the slums for New York, but they aren't by any means the cheapest properties in the game. I mean, he still spent ten million upex, which is more than most players have in their entirety. So, yeah. It's all in all in good nature. Once again, our disclaimers, we're not here to offend anybody or hurt their feeling or feelings. Uh, other numbers is our 24-hour uh, user volume. Uh, Upland is at 2.37K. Yeah, that's kind of down. We've been higher. Uh, Splinterland still leading the pack at 5.9K. Seven-day user volume. We're very close to Splinterland. 
that's what I don't under uh, that's what I don't understand. Twenty four hour, we're always. Is there like a day of the week in Splinterland where everybody just kind of logs in or something? It's interesting. Uh, yeah, maybe Wednesday. They hear it. The thing is, that they there's word that the Upex podcast reports the numbers. So on Wednesday, everyone logs into all of their their accounts and their sub accounts just to make sure that the numbers get boosted. That's it. It's a conspiracy. That that's what it is. But over the seven sure. days, uh, Upland is at seven point one two k balance. What does that mean? Um, that that's I'd say recurrier, but then that would cost like ten minutes of the podcast if he explained <laughs> that to us. We don't have enough air time. We can't afford can't afford the answer. If, okay. if you can answer that in less than thirty seconds, we'll we'll let you speak to what the balance means on this screen at, at DAP radar. You got that recurrier? <laughs> Or, or you know T. Davis? He doesn't I even do, know. I do not. I wouldn't be able to explain it. Oh. I wonder if it's like steak, like how much they have staked. Yeah, because Upland's like, got 26.36K staked, while Splinterlands only has 2.39K staked. Something. I don't know. I don't know what the balance is. If you hover over it, does it give you a tooltip? I'll do a little research or somebody hit us up and if you know what the balance means on uh, dapradar.com and where they get like the, the volume because like we don't have it shows zero dollar volume but that's probably because we're not doing like fiat out yet I wonder if one when, when fiat out comes but that's probably related to the EOS I believe if I'm not mistaken that's the t- that's the token for the uh for the game right and so since opex they're not tracking that at all but if yeah had a, no it'd have to be an eos transaction to right, be tracked right, against right. that yeah it makes sense but i mean look at that i mean that's kind of sad like okay so 30 days okay wait to so go to the 30 day all right go to the 30 day what, uh do they even make it on here where's splinterland <laughs> they don't even make it on the 30 day which is oh wait more Okay, yeah. so in 30 days, their volume of Hive, whatever that is, is only 4.3 thousand. Like, that's sad. Like, that's what Dizzy does in an afternoon. <laughs> like, and so their users not- only 8.94K while Upland is sitting at... Uh, so Recurrier says... Balance equals total value of assets in DAP's smart contracts. Yeah, so, I mean, that's interesting because, I mean, I don't know how they're calculating um, DAP value because then you look at, like, wait, there's no way. What the? Axie Infinity? I was just about to say that. uh, Yeah, no. Anyway, we'll we'll move on. Well, they're on on Ethereum at 450,000 is their balance and they're doing 1.76 million in volume. Huh? Axie infinity. Anybody know what that's about? Yeah. But like, again, it probably depends on how your game is structured because think if you took all of the UPEX transactions, like in a month, we do over a million in transactions like if you convert because I, I would imagine that what it's at a thousand it's is it a hundred to one or a thousand to one thousand to one so i bet we do you think we do a billion in up extra like transactions a month maybe not 
I don't know. That sounds like a lot. We'll have to see if we get if we can under, get those numbers. Huh, might be proprietary be that they don't want to give out, but yeah, no, it would be on the chain. You could just you could just tally up all of the that's true. transactions for a month and then find out what the transaction volume is divided by a thousand. And in theory, then that would be the equivalent of where we would see here. But yeah, Ethereum, everything costs like, you know, $400 to do anything. So shit for all we know, which is a card shuffling game and they're, they're making a million. So anyway. So is card shuffling above or below dice games? <laughs> hey now hey now i won't talk there's there are some shady dice games out there i won't name any names but all the ones i play are legit legitimately sketchy like down and, the back alley where somebody's looking out for the popo as you're whoa. rolling them. i thought we talked about you not talking about down the back alley anymore uh, well i mean that's where your games are going so i just want to let the public know what they're dealing with here yeah um yeah. But back on subject, Upland for the 30-day average is 9.79K active users. Uh, so that's good for number seven. We still have all those Thundercore games out there, and I'm never going to look into it, so I'm going to stop promising you that uh, I'm going to figure out what those are. Not happening. Not happening. All right. So there are those Upland numbers, and I know... Uh, We'll get into, uh, we'll bring on T. Davis again, get his little Italy. So it's that New York Minute live from Little Italy featuring T. Davis. What is going on? I, I know you got all excited when we started talking about Dizzy's big purchases, and then you just wanted to jump into your to your episode so quickly, but uh, we, we had to bring you in right. All right, man. All right. Well, great. Thanks for that intro, man. So like I had said, Dizzy is at the top of the numbers significantly with 2,083 properties. And um, the majority of those are in Harlem. Uh, He has over 1,300 in Harlem alone. And then, oh no, actually over 1,200. I'm sorry, 1,253 to be exact. And speaking of numbers, I just need to shout out Mixplick for uh, providing me with this data every week. I, appreciate that greatly oh yeah um, i forgot that too yeah dailyuplander.com provided the information for the upx podcast thank thank you for that plug there too uh t davis yep you got it um 1253 in harlem and then his other heavy buying area was hamilton heights with 368 so that's 1600 properties roughly right there just between those two neighborhoods uh, which is just mind-boggling. Uh, Jiggle Player slash AKA Content Consti is second with 223. Hodler coming in at number three with 215. And then obviously we have all kinds of a shakeup on the with the rest of the the top ten. Um, Atomic Pop, Sunstar, MG, Oliver, Brett Gerber, EH0405, who plummeted significant well i would say significantly six spots all the way down to nine and then chopped comes in at 10 um a lot of people dropped out of the top 10 this this week uh kent tm prospect gold all, all of them dropped out of the top 10 to make room for uh for the new guys um my fun fact for the week is actually well, so I'm, I'm going to do it like this. 
My fun fact is that New York City, like many other U.S. cities, does have a main street. But I'm not going to tell you where it is. I'm going to leave it up to the listeners to tell me where they think Main Street in New York, New York is. And if you get it right, I might have something for you. Interesting. Uh, That's not really a fun fact. That's like a fun quiz. Yeah, it is. It's different. Okay. So the fact is that there is a Main Street, right? Oh, okay. So that is definitely a fact. But you try to figure it out where it is and why it's not easy to find is going to be a challenge for the audience and the listeners. So on a related note, since your trivia was kind of more of a question – Here's a trivia question kind of thing. What is the most common street name in America? Uh, Martin Luther King, yeah. I guess. That, that's where I go, Martin Luther King. Mm, nope, Second Street. Interesting. <laughs> really? Yeah, because usually First Street is renamed to something like Main Street or Martin Luther King or, or some that's usually renamed oh, gotcha. to some other yeah. thing. That so, makes a lot of sense now. Yeah. There you go. It's one of my favorite little yeah. trivias. Nice. If Sparkles said that, Sparkles in chat today, welcome, Sparkles. I think she might have grabbed it. I, I wasn't watching the chat, but she put it there. Oh, wow. Nice. It, but something that was posted in chat that we missed over, you probably avoided <laughs> on purpose. You probably avoided on purpose as you were on your uh, slumlord rant about Dizzy, but I'm, I'm backing the show up and interrupting the New York Minute because mm. uh, I, I saw it. So the average price per po- property is 26517 upex for Dizzy, while it's 19664 upex for you. So I, I don't know if it's all that slumming. No, and that's I. That was my comment previous. Of, I'm not actually saying he's a slumlord, like, but anyway. Well, I, I figured you'd counter with the museums that he bought and and the big purchases he made when he when he splashed a pot. Oh, dude's a mover. Like, if he wants to make something happen, he's going to make it happen. So, no. Only love for my man Dizzy. Yeah. So. As quick as you would expect from Recurrier, he he pinged me the correct answer. So if anybody's wondering what they, where Main Street is, Recurrier says that he can tell you and give you a hit. Uh, that was quick, man. Damn, I didn't expect him to get him that quick. Well, Recurrier also said in chat, Second Street, perfect for T. Davis, as he's always second in the Discord new channel. <laughs> <laughs> so. uh, ah, nice. Stuff. stuff. Brian Bryant says, wow, Recurrier can use Google. Good for him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what else is going on in New York, T? So the New York flexes, man. Well, so two things, right? So first we had the races that uh, talking with Content Consti and uh, DM and Discord. Uh, he might have mentioned it in, in the main channels also, but I think the idea of those being just just videoed and even narrated like that was genuinely fun to watch some of them even more exciting to be in like i don't know about you guys but like those races get my heart pumping it's it's a lot of fun and it could either lead to a lot of excitement or a lot of disappointment but 
I think that they would genuinely get some views if they were recorded and maybe commentated over because the the race to to Wall Street, the uh, the race that um, that Mars won to the Apollo Theater. What other races am I forgetting about? I think just the financial district in general, right? Yeah, you, you and your damn little down. Italy. I, I wanted. I knew in Little Italy was going to get ate up, and I didn't have any of the initial ones, so I had to stop off in Little Italy to pick me up some properties, so I so yep. I didn't miss out on it. And then that missed me down to uh, the financial district. So I watched. Uh, I want to say it was. I can't remember if it's June June or Z Hidalgo. I think it's Z Hidalgo. He picked up Forty Wall Street. I was really looking to grab that one. He picked that one up because I was delayed. Thanks, T. <laughs> right no 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 you can't blame t because i was in i grabbed little italy where were you by the way in the we had a zoom yeah, open man. like it was legit we should have recorded that and honestly I, i'm thinking of doing either like a twitch or something where we could do some of these events live yeah uh, there you go yeah i was and, working and couldn't really zoom at the time i was lucky i could sneak in and get the properties i got Gotcha. Yeah, because, I mean, there was plenty of time. I mean, we were sitting there humming and hauling over Little Italy. Our courier was already in there, like, selling his soul to get FSA players in there to pick the last bits of Little <laughs> Italy alive, you know. And uh, then the, the Wall Street happened. Like, it was it was definitely – it's it's really fun to watch. I don't know how much it would be fun to watch after the fact, but, man, being a part – of it and like you're sitting there waiting for uh explosion like okay who's gonna buy the next jump property and yeah, somebody man. would buy it and, and then, like, everybody would jump explore yeah it's so cool to watch um and then uh yeah because i grabbed my my big get so i'd be curious to know from each of you like what your favorite like get was of the day i think mine had to be um one liberty next to the twin towers I was pretty nice. stoked about that. I missed out. I literally was so close on one Wall Street that it caused apparently a micro fork in the chain. And so it actually took my UPEX and caused a micro fork between my bid and uh, Mixplick. Um, I got my UPEX back. Uh, no no worries there. And congrats to, to Mixplick on that uh, killer grab. But like it was that intense, like like we were splitting hairs that quick on like these transactions, which is super cool. So, are you telling us you're turning into a crypto guy because you just used the term micro fork? Well, I only got that because I was like yelling at the developers, like where the hell's my upex? I need to go make purchases. And they're like burr, 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 micro fork nerd push up glasses. So, can anybody like, give yeah. a a, uh, a good explanation on? What a micro fork. Hold on. Now, now he said push up class. How do you go from micro fork to push up classes? <laughs> Walk me through this no, logic. Push, push up glasses. Like, you know, you're a nerd. And you're like, mur, 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 and then they like do the thing where they push the glasses up their nose. Oh, okay. All right. That makes yeah, more sense. The, not push up classes. I was no. confused. No, Mike, and a micro fork is what you use to eat a tiny salad, right? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, uh, Recurrier, you got yes, 30 seconds correct. to explain a micro fork to us. Ready, go. Nothing? No, I mean, a micro fork, because, again, you have multiple 
multiple transactions that get put onto a chain and it's the which chain gets validated. Like again, I know blockchain. I'm just not a crypto guy because you don't have to be a crypto guy to understand and appreciate blockchain. Say if you're using it for supply chain, like there's, you know, anyway. So yeah, that's, that's essentially it. So you got to figure all of these transactions are getting put onto chains and only one chain can be committed to the, the main branch, the main chain. And so if transactions happen too close to each other, it creates a micro fork, essentially a chain that isn't, does not end up getting committed. Uh, and then that just has to resolve itself and then the assets. So for instance, my UPEX was locked in on that micro chain until the micro chain went, yep, I guess I'm not validated. I'm never going to make it to the big kid table. And here you go, have your assets back. So there's no risk of you losing your UPEX or anything. It can definitely be frustrating in a high pressure situation like that. Um, but Again, like to me, that's super cool. Like that's how competitive um, these transactions are is that it can cause, um, you know, splits in the chain that very, very small window for that kind of stuff to happen. It's not very common. Yeah. That Wall Street race was crazy, though, and everybody was just jumping to the next one to the next one. I That was how crazy, how quick that street sold out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely wish I would have planned that one. Did anyone wait? Well, you grabbed it. You grabbed a Wall Street. I got That's stupid. Two Wall Streets, I think. You got two Wall Streets. I think two should be enough to get. I would be thoroughly shocked, thoroughly, if Wall Street was not a collection. Yeah, I would. I would agree with that. And you know, that might be a perfect segue into New York flexes, which was what I had for my next. Mm segment and uh ben 68 filling up his king of the street collection with wall street properties is uh that's just gluttonous i think <laughs> that's sick <laughs> i love it yeah that's uh that was pretty awesome um crypto toad grab the manhattan uh, center street oh yeah that was sploosh well done <laughs> i'm not gonna lie that was you guys were egging me on for that and like the other like one police building, whatever it was next to it. One police plaza. Yeah. Yeah. No, a huge shout out crypto. That was a that was a killer buy. And then uh Brian Brian grabbed his gem, which was the Carnegie Mansion on fifth. Very uh, cool. I already mentioned Mars Utah's Apollo Theater. Uh Toyak, I actually pinged Toyak to ask him how he pronounced his name and he said it's Toyak. the most asked question of his gaming career is but it's the word toy and ack so toyak um he got some cool properties some cool older mansions in uh the sugar hill area and uh Wait, Joan, how do you is that the t-b-a-c-c-a t-o-i-a-c oh okay never mind yep and then uh, and Jones picked up the Lennon and Oco apartment in West Village. Wow. pretty neat. So when you're not talking on the podcast, are you saying they're not paying attention? Because we definitely covered Toyak last week. Oh. No, I was literally looking at, I'm going to guess his name is Tabaka, T-B-A-C-C-A. <laughs> And then, and then that's why I was like, oh, I wonder, like, if that's what you're saying his name is. And I was just like, oh. <laughs> anyway, 
Nope, sorry. I, I did like uh, uh, Jiggle Player picked up Pier one Pier eleven. Yeah, there's a lot of peers still out there. They're um, they're pricey, and uh, TML. I think you might have suggested the possibility of them being a uh, a collection. Do you think that that? I think it's a distinct possibility. Um, there's a, there's several of them. It's really interesting. I actually landlocked myself. I ran out of scents like a noob uh, because I'm so used to just being able to jump to one of my own properties to pick up scents. Uh, hashtag first world problems. And uh, <laughs> so there was a couple of peers that were under a hundred thousand. So there was some really smaller uh, peers that were like in the 40 to 80 range. Um, unfortunately, by the time I like slacky, you know, just like floated my way to ascend, uh, most of them were gone. I grabbed one, one of the peers uh, for that, but yeah, there's a bunch. They're still a couple hundred thousand. I feel like Piers is a really interesting and safe bet um, for a collection. And I right. think it'll be a pretty high collection. I would say it's an orange collection. If I had to guess, I bet it's an orange tier collection and I bet it's three. We should actually like write these down. Now that I think about it, we should like write down our predictions. Yeah, that would be cool. But yeah, I think it's a three. I would, my guess would be orange in the two, or like the one eight point the one point eight range, and I think it's requires three. That would be my guess. And then, uh, what do you think about uh, boat transportation? And I mean, obviously anything's possible, but do you think that's something that those pairs will be useful for? That's interesting. Like a ferry system, cargo. Yeah, yeah sure. Yeah. Given um, upland they- history, they they usually release like the transportation terminals targeted. So I can't imagine that. I mean, now that doesn't mean that they couldn't do it. It doesn't mean that they couldn't convert those into transportation terminals. But historically, like if you look at airports and train stations, they haven't been like, "Hey, you happen to buy a train station," but. Peers are obviously slightly different, so. Gotcha. It'd be neat, I think, to see a uh, Europe to New NYC boat to catch instead of flying a little bit cheaper. Oh. Obviously, take longer. That'd be neat. Oh, interesting. I was just thinking, like, to the other side of the bay, which wouldn't make much sense, but whatever. All the way to Europe, you think? And, I mean, that's how they used to do it, right? Yeah. That's true. So then what do you do for the day or two that you're twiddling thumbs as your boat crosses the ocean? Right, yeah. Yeah, that'll be interesting because, I mean, they said eventually you'll be able to travel cross-country through just like a send. But keep in mind, I, I would imagine, well, I mean, once there's other cities in the middle, like, you could send uh, Chicago or like road trip, you know, do Las Vegas to Chicago over. I don't know. But yeah, that'll be interesting to see how they handle that downtime. And we had some auctions this week. What did you have on the auctions oh, for us? man. Yeah. What Eight. was your thoughts on that auction? I forgot about that. I think that they 
were poorly timed, if I'm being honest, um, with how expensive New York City is, and you know, holding holding them at the same time as opening up a city like New York City, I feel like was um, not optimal. I mean, it was optimal for the people who got those auction properties for way less than what the San Francisco landmarks went for. But well, to be clear, only one of them was a landmark. Right, <laughs> right, 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 right. Yes, yes, absolutely. Agreed. So, but that didn't go for anything. I mean, anything really close to what, oh, what were the two no. San Francisco ones? No. They went at like six and eight, I think, or something, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So a couple of things to keep in mind there, though. Which I'm I'm a hundred percent on board. I think it was sad. I think the first person who won overbid themselves. Like they won for like twenty thousand, and they were like, "Can I pay fifty thousand for this, please? Because it's not even worth owning a twenty thousand dollar property." Like I don't know, they wanted more interest on it, um, which I think is just <laughs> hysterical. Like they're like, um, "Here, I feel kind of sad. Here's some extra upex." <laughs> um, and, and which that, I thought was great. And that property is uh, already devalued now because Joe Biden's even now more popular than Obama. I, so says the whoa, popular vote. I don't vote. know about that. I just L- look, at look at whoa, the popular vote. Look at the popular vote. That just vote. means that Trump is more hated than he was four years ago. <laughs> it doesn't mean that anybody likes Joe Biden for the record. And that's all the politics we're talking on this show. Moving on. Yeah, moving on. Um, so I think it's interesting because if you look at the chats leading up to Trump tower specifically, um, people were saying 10 million. I was saying 10 million. I, I mean, I easily, I was like, man, based on what we saw previously, Trump tower is way more recognizable. I think than some of the other things, um, 10 million, a couple things to keep in mind. A yes. I think it coincided with some big other events. B it's not guaranteed to be part of a collection. So it almost certainly will of some collection, hopefully, for for Nishiren's sake, uh, be some kind of collection, but it might not be. Well, it's not guaranteed to be, and it's not going to be able to be developed for a long time. So if you look at the immediate value of the one that went for like $8 million in San Francisco, you immediately got to put that into the financial district. So you're getting two X plus interest on it. So your return on investment just on that was insane. And you're going to be able to develop on it potentially this year. So you're going to have a landmark that's developed. That's a guaranteed two X plus what's financial district actually two, two. Anyway, you like figure we know two, these by now. Yeah, yeah. So you know, there's a lot of factors that I go. Eh, if we had really looked at it like holistically, I think it it's reasonable to understand why it didn't go. And again, I think people were just I forgot about it. Like they're just at weird times, and you're just like, wait, what? It's like the middle of the day. I got shit to do. Like, and then it lasts for five minutes. So. It's like, oh, crap, I forgot about the auction. I guess I'm not bidding. I still think, well, Nishiren wanted that property, and that's why he went to New York first, and then he spent a bunch of money because it wasn't available. I think he still got a steal on that. I think he got a good deal. I'm stoked. I know he really wanted um, a uh, landmark. 
I mean, he was in there heavily with the other ones. And uh, so I'm happy he got it. I think he's going to do some fun stuff with it. Uh, yeah, he's waiting <laughs> for the Trump brand to come into the game, and he'll sell it to them for nine 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 nine. You know, yeah. speaking of Trump buildings, shout out to B Jammer Boy for grabbing the other one. Um, just to right. even know that it was out there, he got the uh, I think the Trump World Tower right next to the UN. UN. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. B B J B J Jammer B Jammer. He grabbed a couple good things over there. Yep. Yeah, I think anything in New York is solid. I know you don't love New York at all, TML, but. No, it's garbage. I picked up some fun properties, but I mean, the thing is, it's going to be vanilla. Like, until it's not, though, right? I mean, I hear you. And for, you know, immediately doing the cool stuff in Upland is definitely not optimal. But once you can, I mean, it's New York, man. That, you know. Yeah. I mean, it'll be interesting because here's the thing like, once people are established and they have businesses that they're running and they have their homes and they're starting to build things and there's community collections. Like I think you're going to have that. It, it's, it's a really well done system. Uh, Cause I think it scales too, where you're going to have these hardcore San Francisco people and you're going to have Fresno people and, and all of that's going to be um, developed and then, you know, you're going to have people that are looking in on um, the outside and go, oh, man, I, I wish I could have got in on it. And then New York will, you know, that's about the time that they'll unleash some more features in New York. And that'll allow those players to kind of, you know, set their roots there and, and try to make a name for themselves there. So I think it's going to be a good cycle of uh, kind of back and forth. Uh, I think, you know. It's gonna it's gonna be interesting to see how it goes. I mean, we're seeing some of these contests now that are causing people to really decide where they want to be at certain times and having to make tough choices of like, oh, I just invested this time in, in UpEx to get to one place. Is it really worth going back to San Francisco to vote on this thing for an explorer? Like for some people, twenty five hundred UpEx is, you know, a half day's interest. Some people it's a year's interest. So there's different scales too. So it's, it's really interesting. I, I like the way that they're building it out so far. Yeah, you keep calling it vanilla, but it's just like pizza. Yeah. There might be some not so great tasting pizza, but it's still pizza. I mean, and it's a great long-term uh, hold. I mean, that's fair. It's cheese pizza. It's yeah. It's cheese pizza. Great. It's good. It's delicious. But like, do you want toppings? Like most people want toppings on their pizza. Like, whether it's meat, it's veggie. I like a good mushroom pizza. Yeah, but, you know, you get a cheese pizza and then you just throw your own toppings on when it shows up at your house if you're that cheap. What? You can't throw your own topping. It'd be like, you can't just like, it'd be like putting a sticker on your phone. You zoom into your property and you put a sticker on your phone. Look, I built a property. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's not real. It's a sticker on your phone. Hey, when you have some friends that grow up kind of poor... That's how they do that. You get the cheese pizza, it's cheap, and you got your own stuff in the fridge. You throw your own toppings on it and throw it in the oven or the microwave, and you're good. Hood pizza, man. (laughs) 
Yeah, I can't even. <laughs> have you done that? No, I haven't personally done that. No. Has anyone? Is that a thing? Please, if you have ever <laughs> bought a pizza and then added your own toppings because you're cheap, not because they didn't have the toppings you wanted, please <laughs> message us on Discord. I have to know that story <laughs> because I don't feel like it would be any more economical or make any sense to do it that way. Pay the extra 30 cents and get your freaking topping. All right. Uh, it looks like Toyak just joined the live session, actually. He just messaged me on Discord, and he is... Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Glenn, building. I see that. Thank you for... Toyak. Thank you for joining us. Always got to love the live session. So, your New York Minute was... Almost a New York hour there, T. Davis. What what else you got? But, I mean, it, it was the big release of the week, and that's where everything happened this week. So that's why we have no – you are our guest for the week. So I have just two, um, a few initiatives. So we had two new uh, channels open up at the request of their respecting respective new mayors. So uh, Gobby with Koreatown, which is completely sold out. Um, I believe it was the first New York City neighborhood to officially sell out with its whole 45 properties. Um, uh, and you got to put that dig in there because it beats the little Italy. <laughs> the, it's an asterisk. <laughs> this is not and, Barry Bonds in the home run record book there. Right, yeah. right. Yeah, the first to sell out was Koreatown with 45, and the second was Little Italy with 504. But there's definitely Koreatown was first for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and then the meatpacking district with uh, Madit, which I feel like that could be the next. Well, they, well, I mean, Koreatown sold out, so there's not not much you can do there. But um, the meatpacking district is. Let me pull up the data on that to let you guys know. Um, Madit is also doing the cook block. So I feel like if he could leverage those two somehow that he could have some something really cool going on in New York City. Um, Little Italy, like I said, we sold out. The uh, the rush to get there was pretty incredible. Um, I, I feel like we timed the non-FSA at 17 minutes, which is pretty incredible. And then had it not been for those few – FSA properties that tripped us up, um, it would have been gone in the next three or four. If that, uh, some people were the FSA fly uh, players, which I need to, I guess, formally apologize to anybody I might have inadvertently misled by saying there are no New York City FSA properties. Uh, yeah, way to shut the bet on that one. Yeah, man. You that guys was, were all, you guys were all, I was like, I think it's like 25%. There's not going to be any FSA. <laughs> like, I think it's going to be like 25% of the property. No fucking FSA. Yeah, yeah. What's with um, the cranky voices tonight? You got your nerd talk and then the FSA talk? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm working on, I'm working on my, my voices. Okay. They, um, they sold out shortly after uh, 12 a.m. UTC, which was 7 p.m. my time. Uh, the There were no flights to get to New York. Everybody, I guess, waited for the last 24 hours to fly and, and used up all of, the, all of the flights there. So they had to wait for that to reset. And 
once it did at 7 p.m. shortly thereafter, after the after they touched down, those FSA properties in Little Italy were were wiped out. Um, the Chrome extension is out. Um, I priced, I, I put the NFTs up for sale really late last night, and I didn't announce it, and I was anticipating nobody even noticing, but I was definitely wrong about that because I had two pings um, between the morning and afternoon asking if they had bought the right one. Uh, Ryan 600 grabbed the number one and um, I don't even want to pronounce this player's name, but it's the one with all the letters and the numbers that starts with a G. So it's G30BR4, if, if you guys know who I'm talking about. Um, he actually grabbed the first one. So kudos for him for st- staying up, paying such attention to the, uh, to the UFA sales. That's, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. I think uh, you pronounce his name gibberish. I think it's pronounced yeah. gibberish. 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 <laughs> no, I don't. Oh man. And, um, yeah, we got some more cool things coming. I'm glad to get the extension out into people's hands. Um, we have a Trello board that, uh, once I just go over the permissions on those again, just for my for my own knowledge, I will be um, granting access to the beta testers so that they can see what we have planned, what we're going on, and then implement also their own suggestions via the Trello and Upland.li is a work in progress that you guys can expect by the end of the month that will have a lot of um, really cool features for our little Italy property owners. Um, I'm hoping to make it like a Yelp Zillow hybrid for the property owners, give them access to advertise their properties, their businesses, and just the the ideas and the vision that they have for building up the neighborhood. Um, Super cool. There are a, a couple of – so let me ask you guys this. What do you think right now currently is the – has the most opportunity for purchase in New York City? So, I guess it would be tough to say that without looking at the numbers. You mean like but, what's available or what you should be chasing secondary market? I mean, yeah, yeah, sure. But yeah, the, the latter, what you should be chasing secondary market or, or no, no, no. Do the first what's unminted <laughs> and it should, it's being looked over. Well, I, I don't know if it's been looked over. It's probably already been picked over. I would start looking at, things close to monuments. So like I was surprised how many things like people weren't picking up that are around marked monuments, like the UN building, like the, like the UN building has a huge front facing. I picked up a couple there. Um, It is expensive. So it also depends on like what your budget is. I think, you know, you pull a dizzy, go buy a handful of properties up North the other thing that I would probably recommend for the average buyer is is grab a couple in each area. So not even a couple, just grab one every you know thirty or forty blocks that is cheap um, for things like treasure hunting and things like that. When it comes out, you will no pun intended thank me later 
on being able to travel up and down the city um, without having to pay um, any send fees. So there's, for me, it's probably a little bit of strategy on grabbing some cheap properties in each little area, just a single cheap property to give you a, a bounce, um, you know, off of. Right. Nice. Yeah. I had that. That's the strategy that I employed after, uh, when I was just ready to start looking at random New York properties, I got grabbed one near um, the two world trade center. Um, there was an FSA that I secured a buyer for, and I got a little sliver in front of the UN building. And I was shocked to see how many were still unminted there. Like, like you said, that's definitely being looked over. You got to think of all, all of that foot traffic. Once those are built up and compared to, like the Empire State Building that obviously people have had access to longer and they had less options. But if you look around the Empire State Building, there's, you know, there's nothing available there. It's all bought up. And so I would imagine that in short time, especially after this podcast, that those other landmarks start getting bought up also. But yeah, that's what I would say. Are, are just would agree with you that those are definitely being looked over. And uh, yeah. there, there's a few neighborhoods that are like ghost towns, like Rose Hill, for example. Um, it has the Museum of Sex that somebody bought right away and a couple others, but I think there's three properties that are minted in Rose Hill. And the same for Manhattanville that has Grant's tomb. Like that was scooped up but the rest of it is, you know, completely unminted. Rose Hill, I can kind of understand as a base base price, I think of 820. And the properties aren't really that small, so it's a lot to spend for that area and not it not being, you know, a, uh, a financial district or, you know, any significant neighborhood, but if you were, if you were looking to be a, a backer of a neighborhood and you want to fee it in a bunch of money to take a significant hold of a neighborhood, those two are, are prime options. I would say Manhattanville is the better of the two um, because the prices are, are a bit cheaper, you know, 10, 11, 12 K per property. Yeah. I mean, the other thing is, I mean, this is where your sleuthing comes in, right? Like start to, and we see it in the New York flux. I love it. It's one of my favorite channels right now. I always check it first when I log in um, on the, on the fan discord server, the NY flex, like people posting yeah. really cool things that they're finding. Go search for like random things. Also like big brain plays are, if you can correctly predict even one of the 25, um, you know, collections and especially if it's an obscure one. Right. So, I mean, I know some people out there that are buying like a couple of schools, a couple of police stations, a couple of hospitals, like what yep. other like random things parks uh, would be our, parks, our one that I was looking at. Yeah. yeah that, that could be interesting. Like what are some other collections and, or just like other, um, I know that there was a map somewhere of like famous, uh, you know, comic book that would definitely be right up uh, Recurrier's Alley. Yeah, you uh, got like where all the superheroes are. Then you have where all the celebrities live. There's a lot of different things that you can chase. Yeah. 
And so like, that's the thing is when you're building your portfolio is like, find your niche, right? Uh, you know, go check those out and then know what they are and then be able to advertise them in a meaningful way. Like, you know, I'll go back to the days of me shilling uh, the number one properties, like address one, like that's a niche and I own that market and people know, like if they find a one property, you'll see it in discord. Oh, I got thank me later's next, whatever. <laughs> Cause people know like right, that's yeah. my thing. And honestly, it's driven up the value of those quite significantly. You can do the same. You can pick a market and just be known for it and be willing to buy secondhand. Cause the other thing is in order to create the market, you have to be willing to put your money and go, Yep, I'm going to buy up a significant portion of this. And we're seeing it with all the people, um, TM and, and VV, um, T Davis with Little Italy. Like you need to be able to put a stake in the ground and go, I'm not just talking shit. I'm going to own this. I'm going to invest significant amounts of my own resources, whether that be UPEX and or time into making this a thing. Um, and that's what gets people excited. And I think that's what's going to help you drive your value, even if it ends up not being in a dedicated Upland collection. Yes, sir. Yeah, it's doing your research and just having that uh, faith in your speculation, you know, finding maybe a certain style of business or a brand that you want to buy up their, their buildings or maybe hoping for partnerships or looking for haunted houses or looking for historic houses or or rich people houses and there's a lot of different things you can chase and and it's going to be interesting at some point in time the game is going to be more about the interaction in it than actually buying and selling these properties it's going to be like something in the background so it's going to be very interesting we're still in the open beta. You still have a good chance to make a bunch of good land grabs, no matter what your budget is for this game. Yeah, I agree 100%. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Yeah, New York had a lot to talk about this week, fellas. We even uh, missed the fantasy football update. Um, I, I might give Sparkles an easy win this week because I forgot to check my lineup and I got a guy on the COVID list playing tonight, so it's locked in for a whopping zero points. Um, Grass. <laughs> but last week, um, I did Wait a minute. So, so Sparkles... Beats you this week, then she will single-handedly taken down this entire UPX podcast. Is that correct? I that, believe so. No, she beat me, and I think she beat TML last week. So, yeah, go Sparkles. Yeah, last week I did put the SmackDown on Blakely's boss team. They had some issues. I won one fifteen to twenty six. Nice. The Hidalgo took down uh, Nitrin. And uh, China gave uh, T. Davis his eighth loss. Eighth consecutive. With surprise. Recurrier got took a loss. Technically a perfect record, right? It is. Uh, Dizzy beat Recurrier, Sunstar beat June June, and Sparkles beat TML. And uh, this week, uh, I get to play Sparkles. Uh, currently, I'm projected to lose to Sparkles now since my guy's on the COVID list and I didn't move him out of the lineup. Um, Z Hidalgo and Blakely face each other. China and Nietzsche go at it. Sunstar and Dizzy Dog. T. Davis and Recurrier. And Thank Me Later and June June. So, Mr. Perfect Record has lost three in a row now and he's sitting in fourth place. 
Well, I just didn't want to, you know, steal all the thunder. Again, I'm the what's the guy's name? The runner. Roger Bannister, I think. Right? I'm the Roger. I'm the Roger Bannister of the league. You know, I did it first, and then I showed everyone else how to get wins, and then. <laughs> you you, you showed you everybody out. else how to get wins. Wow. Meacher and Sitted in first, followed by Blakely. I'm in third. Thank me later's in fourth. Choin is in fifth. June June's in sixth. Dizzy's in seventh. Sunstar's in eighth. Z Hidalgo's in ninth. Sparkle's in tenth. Recurry in eleventh. And T Davis. Well, at least you don't have the least oh, so points it's the in the battle of the, oh, this is the toilet bowl this weekend, right? It, it is. 11 versus 12. Now, the most amazing right. thing is Blakely's boss team has 768 points in their favor, and they're in second place. Yeah. Yeah, it's a bit sketchy. I'm calling I'm calling collusion. Well, their 25-point win, or their 25-point loss last week didn't help the numbers overall. Oh, yeah. But, yes, um, the plugs that I have is if you're listening and you haven't subscribed to the podcast, make sure you subscribe so you get the notifications. If you're watching this podcast as you're recording it, make sure you download this podcast so it counts as a listen or download for us. We do appreciate that. Uh, Also, like, leave a review if possible. Some platforms let you, others don't. Make sure you check out dailyuplander.com. Make sure you check out uplandworld.com. Uh, very great data on both sites to check out. And uh, dailyuplander.com has been providing us our data uh, that we get to read each and every week. Uh, what else do you have for our listeners, T. Davis? Um, I just wanted to circle back. Uh, we lost back you there. You circle were... back. Are you with me? Yeah. We lost yep. you for a second. Um, what were what was your your prime pickup, man? Oh yeah, what was your pickup? Too stupid. What was your number one pickup in New York? Um, I, I had a limited budget, so my I only got one Wall Street property. I ended up a street over, and then I was debating on an AT and T building, and then I picked up a building right across from. Uh, the New York Stock Exchange. So I went nice. close to a landmark there. So that would be my prime pickup and that address. Yeah, I was just off of, uh, I was not on Wall Street for that address. I think that was also on Pine. Um, nice. Wait, so. T. Davis, did you say yours? Mine was, I did not. And it was uh, Umberto's Clam House in Little Italy. It's where nice. I was heading and that was my number one. And then I need to give a shout out to Lunger AZ, who's a new player. And um, he picked up my number two and number three. Coincidentally, he picked them up. He didn't know they were my number two and three and, and scooped them up before I could get to him. But uh, he traded them to me. So that was awesome. And I made sure that uh, he was well compensated for those. Um, the second being... Um, the most precious blood church on 113 Baxter and the third being the um, Tristan Eaton mural Liberty at uh, 113 Mulberry. So I got all three of them. Nice. Congrats. Oh uh, yeah. Mine was right across from federal hall. That's what it was. And uh, that was 18 Pine street. Very cool. Uh, you got anything for the fans tonight? Thank me later. 
I have something big brewing, actually. Um, it's not ready to be released to the world, no pun intended, um, but I will be doing a partnership uh, with a collab between a couple different people, and we will be launching UPX World, UpX World. It's probably UpX World is what we'll call it, um, and that is literally the address UPX.World. Um, will be the address for that, and it's going to be uh, a massive collaboration of data and insights, and we're actually partnering with someone who's doing a, a pretty robust uh, upland training program, uh, so hopefully that will be launched here not too long, um, so that's going to be the big news coming here in the next month or two is this... Uh, new massive collaboration site. If you are interested in becoming a part of that project, uh, please reach out to me on Discord. We are looking for content creators um, to you know, create content and be a part of this UpX world that we are creating. Nice. That sounds yeah. pretty huge. Yeah, no, it's actually really cool. I went on a, on a buying spree of a bunch of uh, sites. I sent you that. <laughs> I bought a bunch <laughs> of uh, websites and um, was looking to start, you know, Upland Guru. So Upland Guru will likely be retiring. I'll probably just point it to the new site. Um, and this will be a new collab site that will essentially bring those insights and the data and some training. And we have a lot of really cool stuff planned for it. So definitely stay tuned. Awesome. Awesome. Once yes. again, Thank you, everybody, for listening, and uh, we'll talk to you guys all next week. And gals, take care, and talk to you soon. It's the Opix Podcast, baby. Glad you tuned in. Got your host, thank me later, and you're stupid to win. Might become an obsession as soon as you begin. Start out king of the street, then lock in iconic in. Welcome to Offland. Grab your Opix, man. On your way in the door, hit you with four grand. Get to buying and gripping, then to selling and flipping. Over to moving and shocking. I'm screwed.